What's up, guys? I'm Trenton Whitfield, and this is the Progress Podcast. What's up? I'm Joe Eversole. Mason Hobbs. Yep, and this is the Progress Podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it is, baby. (laughs) But um, we're just bringing this podcast and talking about different issues that we've been thinking about, different things we've been reading slash listening to. Um, Last week, we talked a little bit about sustainability, um, and this week, we're going to talk about social media. Just kind of everything involved with that. So with that, Joe, you want to lead us? Yeah, sure. Um, I think social media has been a topic of concern for me lately. Um, in just terms of how much we're using it and the ways in which we're using it. Um, I was in a book group today and we were talking about uh, this, this book I'm reading called The Coddling of the American Mind by um, George Lukanoff and... Forgetting the other author's name, but um, we there's basically studies that have been proven uh, that link uh, social media usage in adolescents to anxiety and depression, and it's one of those things where I, I was forced to kind of take a look uh, and reflect on my usage of social media, and I think it you know there's a lot there that's 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 good and can be used for good, but there's also a lot there that's distracting. It's driving these comparisons that we can talk about um, later. That's a big portion of it. And there's a lot that's going on behind the scenes that's uh, very synonymous to addiction. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the scary thing is that most of these companies are attention-driven. So they actually, like, hire attention engineers to make sure that their social media platforms are addicting and to make sure that we're wasting time. Um, using them. I think the biggest thing for me with social media is just how much time it consumes. Like, we're 20 years old. This is, like, the best times of our life. And here we are spending, like, two, three hours a day on social media. Easily, yeah. If you looked at my data usage and how much time I spend on my phone a day, um, I would say two to three hours, like you said, on social media. And not only is it a huge waste of time, but like Joe said, it's driving this whole comparison age of, of how you stack up versus someone else's, how your life stacks up versus someone else's. And um, it is addicting. Uh, I will say firsthand that like um, getting into it, like sometimes I'll go Instagram back to Twitter, refresh, and then go back to Instagram. It's like, what changed in two minutes? Like absolutely nothing. But like um, for me, I think that waste of time is just, I'm missing out on part of my life and this should be like one of the best times of our lives and, and we're constantly comparing it to other people's um, instead of making the most of it ourselves. Yeah, and to go along with that, um, you know, how many times have you been doing work at your desk, you're finally setting into a productive session, it's been 20 minutes and you're, you're feeling very um, good and motivated about your work and then you hear a Snapchat notification and your attention immediately switches. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, it's harder. I've, I've noticed um, in high school, uh, I've had these thoughts of, man, I, I used to sit down at my, my island at night, I would play some smooth jazz, I had my AP physics and my AP calc work in front of me, and I would just jam on that for like two hours and then be done. And nowadays, it seems like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start this homework, and then 10 minutes in, I'm like, I wonder if I've gotten any Snapchats in the last 10 minutes. And I check, and if I didn't, I'll be like, okay, well, what's, what's going on on Twitter? And then I'll be like, oh, you know what, I probably should get this work done. So my attention switches back over. But does my focus ever switch back over? I, I think it, it, you know, it might to some degree, but I think there's a lot that's lost there. Yeah. That's one thing that I'm working on this semester because I noticed that, that I was just kind of like 
I was doing a lot of work, but it wasn't being productive. So I would do like an assignment that needed to take me, let's say an hour, would be taking me two hours because I was just like being half motivated. So I would be like working with friends or like discussing topics that weren't directly the work or like checking my phone, like texting, all of these different things. And it's just like this period of doing the work, but not in a way that is like efficient because I don't want to spend my whole college career doing work. So rather I just like go at it hardcore, no distractions, get it done. And then like when I'm chilling, like I don't even have to think about work at all. Yeah, and I mean, all three of us sitting in here, I mean, we're engineers. We have a lot of work, and not to say that any other major is any different. It's, I mean, we all have work, and and to do it, like, half motivated and half attention span, like, not put your full attention into it, like, you're doing a disservice to yourself because um, you could be experiencing so many other things besides just doing homework for 10 hours a day because you're only doing it, like, at half speed. So, I mean... Uh, for me, I think, like, freshman year, it was, like, this big FOMO thing where I was, like, I had such a fear of missing out with, like, these new friends that I was making that I was always, like, constantly checking my phone. Um, and then, like, this past semester when I wasn't at school doing an internship and I couldn't be on my phone for, like, 10 hours a day, like, that really helped me to just realize that, like, I don't need it. Like, I can set that aside and I can come back to it later and I'm not missing out on anything. And I got so much more productivity done. Like, so much more of my day went by. Um, where I got stuff done and I think coming back to school I like look to continue that um, but still you still fall into these like traps of just like the addiction of like like all the stimulus that it provides and, and the fear of missing out on opportunities or like things that your friends are doing or whatever so uh, for me I think falling back into that trap is something that I'm trying my hardest to not do but it's almost inevitable like there's periods where it's just you know it's for everyone yeah and I mean the big question here um, is you know you want to try to be intentional and be mindful of your usage and I think an important question to ask yourself every time you're faced with that dilemma of hey like I've got my my phone's right there I see it Um, I want to grab it I want to reach for it would you rather do an hour of deep productive work where you are focused you've got your mind on it, your phone might not even be in the room. Sometimes I like, I mean, I'm in a dorm, so it's very hard to not have it in the room. But, you know, sometimes I even put my phone, I'll, I have, you know, tucked in sheets at the, at the top of a lofted bed. I will take my phone, I'll slide them all the way to the end of those sheets. So that if I'm going to get my phone, it's going to be a little bit of a chore. Whatever, whatever works, man. Whatever works, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that helps sometimes because, you know, I, I can get an hour of productive work done and then I'm free. Instead of doing two hours of half work, half maybe talking to people, Snapchatting people, I'm getting an hour of work done, and then I can go out and say, hey, like, maybe I want to get lunch with a friend, or maybe I want to uh, hit someone up to, to go get dinner uh, and just hang out. And, and that time is so much better than a mixed jumble of, of work, and it's a meld of work and of socialization that's just self-feeding. Yeah. And it's, it's not conducive to, in the end, it, it's really a lose-lose because it's not, it's not conducive to, to your work and it's also not conducive to your social life because you're not yeah. making those connections you're, and you're not gaining that work. So what are you gaining? You're, little, you're just compromising your face-to-face interaction with other people to have this like artificial connection through the phone and it's like, it's really not worth it at the end of the day. Um, that, but like, like we said, there are like some really good, po- there's some positive things about social media um, but I think 
just the addiction and the overuse of it can lead to some really like bad things. Yeah. Are there yeah. any are there any like things that you guys see um, in your life that that you're trying to make like tangible steps towards becoming more like digitally minimalistic and you're like tangible things? I don't know. Yeah, I just figured I'd pose the question. So no, that's a great question, um, and I do have a few things. So I'm completely off Twitter. I know that's a bold statement, but completely off. I realized just how much time I was wasting. I've been off Twitter for probably a year, seriously. Really? And, like, I don't even think about checking Twitter. Like, it doesn't even cross my mind. I don't care. Do you have it on your phone? No. I, I haven't had it on my phone. I haven't had it on this new phone that I've had. Gotcha. Um, like, ever. And I literally don't even care to think about what people have to say on Twitter. Like, it doesn't even cross my mind as a single thought. Um, another thing that I've done is I've set my Snapchat notification. Like, I've turned off my Snapchat notifications. Mm -hmm. So that way I've set, like, specific times to be, like, not productive. Like, to be able to check in on Snapchat. Yeah. Rather than people constantly, like, trying to get my attention, like, trying to snap them, I... I control that. I'm like, hey, I'll check it all and I'll do it all <coughs> in one fell swoop when I want to. Like, I'm not completely off Snapchat and I don't really plan to be, but I hope that I'll be able to control it to the point where I'm just like, this is the time that I Snapchat. I don't Snapchat any other time. Yeah. Um, those are two things that I've done. Also, I, I don't work with my phone anymore. Um, if I'm on FaceTime, that's a little bit different, <laughs> but which is one other thing that is not ideal because supposedly there's been research that if you have your phone out just like in plain sight, since we are so addicted to them, that it actually like decreases our cognitive or increases our cognitive load um, and makes us wonder like what is going on in that device. So we're not able to focus on like the task at hand. So in classes, I throw my phone in my backpack. Mm -hmm. I don't have it in my pocket waiting for it to buzz. I try not to check my phone during classes. I really just try and like focus my concentration on the task at hand rather than like dividing it between things on yeah. my phone. Yeah. What about y'all? So I'm definitely, I'd love to hear what y'all yeah. Yeah. think. In regards to Snapchat, I would say um, I'm becoming increasingly aware of the patterns in Snapchat that are so to me, I don't, I don't know what other word I can describe them as other than like null. They're just null interactions of people sending their foreheads or yeah. people sending their just face yeah. back and yeah. back and forth. I've had I've had five to ten Snapchat back and forth with people just for ten minutes where it's literally just a picture of their face. And I haven't even, it's not, for some reason, it, it is never something that just crosses my mind. What am I, what am I doing here? What, what interaction is this? What is even, what, what's getting done here? What information is being communicated? Because nothing is. So that's one step I'm trying to take is, is cut down. I have, you know, quite a few people on my phone that, um, that I only see their face and I don't communicate with them. There's never any words associated with, with when there's words and, you know, and you can kind of separate that and find pockets of your day where you can be less productive and, and, and checking, but that's great. That's great. I think that's intentional, and I think that's a, a good thing. I think that's what phones were meant to do. But when it's just a picture of someone's face, um, I, it's it's data overload. Um, and it, but it's something I'm guilty of. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm not you know trying to sit here and be the 
shame anyone who doesn't because I do it. And it's something that's one of the steps that I'm trying to take is to reduce that. So. Yeah. I'd say of you two and me, I'm probably the biggest culprit, I would say, just from this conversation of like wasting time on social media. Like I've never taken steps like Trent's taken of deleting Twitter. I, ha- I have seen an improvement of what Joe said. Like I- I've started to realize how useless <laughs> that type of communication is on like Snapchat. Like I used to have like all these streaks that I was like, oh, like I have the timer on my streak. Like, oh, I have to save my streak. Like why? <laughs> why like good. why? It doesn't matter. So like now, like I barely go on Snapchat um, unless it's an important conversation I'm having with someone, which that's probably not on Snapchat anyways. It's probably over text. But I would say, like, just being conscious of my time and the decisions I make and how I want to spend that time is, has, I've definitely taken drastic steps in that area. Not, I don't feel like for me personally, it's inhibiting me of having it on my phone. I think it's just um, how much I'm using it. And I think I've been more conscious of how much that's taking place. So. And I really think the whole time dilemma is worse personally than the comparison dilemma. Like, when I see people on Instagram, I mean, I've really? like, I've studied this a little bit, like, and I've listened, um, but I know that people are just posing their best life oh, on yeah. there. You no, know no, what I'm absolutely. saying? So it's like, this is not how they live consistently. Yeah. You see that, but I mean, if you talk to the average high school, college age kid, they put way too much stock into what other people post. And sure. I was talking with a friend the other day, and we were talking about all the advancements in mental health and how much the stigma is trying to be broken and how many more resources we have now, like today than we did back uh, during our parents' generation um, growing up and how mental health is at, like suicide rates are at an all time high. Depression is like at an all time high. And it's like, if we're trying to evolve as a human, like as humans, like how are we honestly de-evolving? Like we're going in the opposite direction. You, like mental health was not this bad 30 years ago when social media wasn't out. So for me, the comparison thing is just as big because I see it affecting other people. Like to me, I'm with Trenton. Like I've realized that like, that what, what I even put out there sometimes is probably not. Yeah, like, I put like, out I'm, my I'm, best life. Everyone's I guilty of it. Yeah, like am I gonna post a picture that I look bad in? Like probably not, <laughs> right. like, why would I? But like, yeah. so I'm a culprit of it too. But. But I think the comparison thing is it's affecting like kids our age so much. And people, people our age, I don't want to say they're not as driven as us. So like, I don't think the productivity is like as big of a deal to them because we are, we live a very fast paced life. We're trying to get as much done as we can with the time that we have. For sure. Um, I think for me personally, the productivity time is a huge deal, but I think for other people our age, I would say the comparison is um, and comparing right. the lifestyle that they're living to other people's other people's that they're putting out not even that they're living is bigger mm-hmm. um i don't know joe what do you think yeah i know i agree with that and i think you know like you guys said i'm guilty of that too um i was talking to a uh senior faculty member in the honors college uh today and uh we were talking about um like essentially what we've been talking about right now uh social media usage and how uh, there is quite possibly going to be this regression of social media usage as a result of um, this generation reaching this pinnacle of feeling the downsides of it. Um, And he described it in a great way, I really appreciate it. He said, it's not that we're regressing, we're not taking any steps back. He said, imagine 
human evolution is a pendulum. Um, we're just a pendulum that's gone too far to one side. Hmm. And uh, like any pendulum, we're going to come back. Yeah. So he said, sure, it might be seen by some as a backwards motion. Maybe we're, we're not on Snapchat in five years. Maybe, you know, Instagram is not as heavily trafficked. I'm not saying that that's the case. I, I, I don't um, completely see a world in such a short amount of time where social media is not going to drive a good portion of it. But if, if we are at a, at a spot where people at least are cognizant of the impact social media has in their yeah. lives, I don't think that's a regression at all, even if it's, if it's less digitally centered, even there, if there's less uh, human innovation going into our day-to-day social interactions. I think that, that it's not a regression. If anything, it's a, it's a progression to me because like uh, Mason said, with mental health, I think we'd see a direct correlation. Um, and you know, as humans, as a society, we, we just want to improve. And if improvement is taking a step back, then maybe that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we already had it right. I think, yeah. I think <laughs> technology has just improved faster than the human race can keep up with, yeah. in my opinion. And I think yeah. once we catch up, I think, like you said, and technology takes a little bit of a backseat, and I think we'll be on the right track. But And, yeah, and it doesn't even have to take a backseat necessarily. It, yeah. can, it, can, it can be... It can be pushed to the side to make room for the technologies that matter. Yeah, I mean, have you right. ever stopped to think, like, man, there are places in South America that still don't have access to clean drinking water or even a power grid. And, you know, right now Apple's working on probably the next iPhone that has, you know, you can... Yeah. You can that will look, buy next can, month and then, then look at it will come out in yeah, two, in yeah. two like, months. Like instead right? of thinking about a power grid solution, they're thinking about, you know, maybe there's a phone that comes out and you look at it and it'll and it'll... You know, based on your emotion, it'll say, oh, what, who do you want to Snapchat right now? Or who do you want to, you know, uh, it's all a conjecture. It's kind but of like, crazy idea. <laughs> you know, um, it, and that's, you know, completely yeah, made up. But, right. but, you know, it shows you where the focus tends to lie. I mean, can you blame them? It's, it's the market. It's what the yeah, market is driving. It's the people that, you know, the people that need the power grid are not the people that yeah. are going to be able to empty their pockets for something. Yeah, the market so. has us putting our energy into the wrong places right now. So, but, yeah. So, you know, it could be focused somewhere else. I also just want to throw some numbers on, like, the time that we're spending on social media because they're crazy. So let's assume we spend two hours a day. Like, I check my usage, and I think that's a fair oh, estimate. Yeah, that might be like that might be a low estimate, right? Yeah. But two hours a day makes the math simple. Yeah. So if we do, <laughs> so let's assume we get eight hours of sleep. So that's definitely like a. That's what you're supposed to get, seven right? Eight, yeah. yeah, seven to eight. Yeah. So that's 16 hours a day, right? right? But if we multiply two times seven, so we say two hours a day times seven days a week, that's 14 hours. So yeah. every week, we're giving up pretty much a whole day of waking hours scrolling on our phone. So that's literally like we wake up on Monday, we get up, and we just scroll for 14 hours and then we have two hours of like to cook dinner, we go to bed, and then we don't touch our phone for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Those are the same amount of times. Like, yeah. do we realize that? Two hours a day is 14 hours a and week. It's, it's higher for, I'd say, the yeah. large majority yeah. of people. But, I'd say it's closer to three or four, so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, and that's imagine, most people skip dinner. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's yeah, <laughs> that's 52 waking days a year, like approximately. Yeah. 52 waking days a year. Imagine what you could do with 50, like, imagine we're 80 years old. Oh, yeah. Imagine what That's you like could do years. 
with 52 days of being age 20, I can guarantee you, you would not be scrolling through Instagram. Like imagine you're 80 years old with your grandkids thinking about your 20s and being like, man, if I could be 20 years old for 52 days again, I guarantee you, you would not touch social media ever. Yeah. Like, do we understand? Like, we don't, well, we don't understand that just how much of our lives that we're pouring into this phone and like, we are in the best shape of our lives, like, technically, I guess. Um, and we literally have the ability to do anything. We don't really have that many responsibilities, um, outside of like school and grades and things like, but we're still just putting all of our time and energy into these applications that almost get us nowhere. And they're, they become our new responsibilities. I yeah. mean, have you ever, you know, have you ever looked at Snapchat and been like, I know I'm harping on Snapchat, but like, have, have <laughs> sorry, you ever, Snapchat. Have you ever looked at we're not, you know, they're not sponsoring us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> get, throw, us, throw us a few dollars. We're going we'll, to we'll harp on Instagram. We're going to contact them and doctor enough. Uh, <laughs> but, but seriously, have you ever, you know, been looking on Instagram or Snapchat and you get a notification, you're like, okay, I got to respond to this. This is a chore now. Like, I have to respond to these Snapchats that don't mean much, but it's like, okay, like, it's almost like if you, if you at the beginning of your day, you know, I, I, I'm someone who bullet journals. Um, I like to set tasks and set goals on, on a journal because it's, you know, it's nice to see them. It's terrible. It's, yeah. it's, it's as if it's comparable to waking up, looking at your journal and saying, okay, I need to do laundry today. I need to get my embedded systems homework done. I need to look at some signals <laughs> homework. I need to read a textbook and I need to send 48 Snapchats. Yeah, like, no. What, Leave what that getting, off. What are, you, what are you getting out of that? You know, that's a, just an extra chore. It's a task you have to do. Yeah. Why, why not... Scratch that task and write something like, you know, like a goal that you actually, a long-term goal that you plan to chip away at. Yeah. Or like, like call your parents. Like or instead of doing like the 48 thing, like there's call so, your family. Like, there's so many people I see around campus that I'll be like, hey, what's up? I'll have a two-minute conversation with them. And I'll be like, dang, I wish I got to have maybe a 30-minute conversation with them where we could, you know, at least, you know, once a month, once every two months where I could have that connection because I think they're really cool. It's, Virginia Tech's a great campus because there's so many interesting, cool people with great perspectives. And, you know, imagine if, if you could give up those, those 14 hours. Not necessarily 14 hours. Hey, maybe, maybe ask for, give up seven of them, right? Because, you know, part of being on social media is, it's not giving up all of it, maybe. It's, it's, it's still using the benefits of it, and, you know, because it can be a good yeah. thing. But, you know, taking those seven hours, taking those five hours, what it, what it might be, and just getting, getting lunch with these people that you have genuine connections with. Um, I think we're missing out on that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like um, uh, I'm, I'm, I need to practice what I preach because it's, it's almost yeah. like I'm telling myself to do that. You know? And also the thing is cutting two hours out of social media seems like that doesn't seem like a bad task, right? Like, oh, two hours is unreasonable. Yes, but... What it really is, it's 120 times of picking up your phone for one minute. It's refreshing your Instagram, you know, 120 times and then scrolling those, a few times. Those pictures are still going to be there when you go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Like, like You said side of time where you can just go through everything real quick, like yeah. see what's up with your friends. Because like we said, there are benefits to social media and we want to see those continue. Um, it's just the, the time consuming and like... If you can just set that side of time to set that time aside to um, just scroll through and, and get all the the um, benefits, benefits out of, of it, media. then like yeah. you're doing yourself a huge favor instead of just 
refreshing every five minutes. I, I totally agree. That's one thing that I want to be better at because I know that, like, while I monitor my usage, I know that it's just me picking it up quickly. It's not me sitting there for long periods of my day. Yeah. That doesn't happen for me. No. Like, I just know it, it doesn't happen. I would say a lot of my day is looking at my lock screen. Really? Uh, honestly. Like, like you know, picking... Oh, you know, just, yeah. Imagine how many times a day you pick up your phone to look at a blank lock screen and go, okay, and then put it down, and then a minute yeah. back, blank lock screen. You're not... It, for me, at least, I'm guilty of it. I don't even have to hear a notification. I just pick up my phone. I'm like, I wonder yeah, if I'm got anything. Yeah, like, see, it's that's a, It's scary. an I wonder right. Like, why do you even... Because that, <laughs> that is literally the, the negative of what of what everyone's talking about, even about digital minimalism. It's like... It's like, oh, you hear the sound, you you know your phone's buzzing, and now you're wondering what's on it. Sometimes I'm wondering what's on it when there's nothing on it. Or you feel like it vibrates, but it really doesn't. Like, yeah, you I feel mean, vibrate in your pocket, and you pull it out, and then you're like, wait, what? Like, how did that? Yeah. That happens to me all the yeah, time. I don't know if that happens to y'all. Or you're, or you're checking the time. I'm just going to check the time, but if there's a notification on here, I'm going to check yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know... And it even happens, like, it, it's during class, too. Sometimes I'll literally just pick mm-hmm. up my phone. There's no, there's no specific text or Snapchat or anything I'm waiting on. Or, like, oh, what if something yeah. is there? What yeah. if something's happening that I could get excited about? Like, right? I hope there's something on there. Yeah, it's because it gives us, like, a that. dopamine rush or something. It does, yeah. Um, it sends something to, mm-hmm. like, neurotransmitters or something. There's a lot of, like, links between our phones and then how, like, our brains work, which are pretty cool, but... I don't really know enough to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> but it's pretty interesting. We'll, bring maybe, maybe, well maybe we'll bring a guest speaker on here. Yeah, a neuroscience, yeah professor. a neuroscience professor. That would be dope, actually. That'd be really cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's an idea for the future. Yeah. Do you guys want to take a little time right now um, and like kind of uh, have a little brainstorm session on like guests we'd like to see or like anyone we'd like to bring on the podcast in the future to talk about anything? Yeah. I feel like we're at kind of a, a breaking point where we can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, my idea is to have like more people, obviously I'm biased, but like more people in the electrical engineering department and like computer engineering department, maybe I could get someone out. Um, maybe even someone from the honors college um, that like is around East AJ. I know there's plenty of faculty that like love talking about their work and love talking about um, issues that are being faced, especially yeah. in academia today. Um, so I think, you know, getting some people that are more experts in the field than we are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like they'll appreciate talking to us. Yeah. Um, and like hearing how what we have to say and like how we think, and then they'll also be able to give us ideas um, for the future. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of cool research that goes on here. Exactly. A lot of it behind the scenes that you wouldn't even know. So. Might as well take use of it. Do yeah. you have anybody in mind? Put it out there. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'd love to get people like Dr. Ball. Oh yeah, <laughs> the podcast. I'd love to get uh, who else? I don't know. Um, so Mason, and then also listeners. Doctor Ball is a professor yeah. that Joe and I had, who gave a short speech or short presentation um, to our integrated design lecture, talking about a DC power grid. Is what I'm assuming Joe wants yeah. to talk to him about. Really cool revolutionary stuff. Um, basically about. Taking, you know, we have these huge power plants and we have these wind farms and we have different sources of energy. It's all run on this AC grid where as soon as the energy is created, it, it, it has to be used immediately, as soon as that power is generated. Um, and basically what he's talking about is transferring to a DC grid where it's more, there's more responsibility on the individual uh, household to produce their own uh, energy. 
So you have, you know, maybe more concentrated uh, wind farms to, to certain neighborhoods um, and more uh, personalized like solar panels on houses um, where houses are generating enough of their own energy that there is room for it to be stored, room for it to be converted to a DC and it'd be close enough because it's more centralized um, to and more, uh, more specific to areas like neighborhoods and, and, and different places within a certain area um, that it's close enough to make it a DC power grid because it's harder to transfer DC um, long distances. So by doing that, uh, you kind of diversify the range of what you can have because now you can have batteries that store DC. Mm -hmm. Now you can have, yeah, smaller wind farms, you can have solar panels, you can have smaller power plants that uh, make less of a carbon footprint that can be, you know, they can disperse, right? But they don't have to disperse as much because the households are carrying a lot of that weight. Um, and obviously, I don't know much about it. I don't know. I, don't I think know. that's a whole topic that we can have yeah. on a separate podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think, and that, but it, we'll do you know, there, there are people out there that know a lot about it. But going back to your original question, um, I'm a professor for design appreciation. His name's Greg too. Yep. He's an, yeah, he's an architect. I feel like he would be a really cool guy yeah, uh, to bring out on the podcast. Talk about like sustainable solutions. Also, just based on his lectures, I feel like he would definitely be interested yeah. um, if he has time for it. But yeah, he's a busy guy. Huh? Yeah, maybe uh, I don't know any like psychology professors, but like I would um, love to get maybe a psychology professor and a neuroscience that, professor. See, out that here. could get deep. Like yeah, we don't know that much, but we could just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that would be really cool. I would love yeah to reach out. Yeah, yeah. and I think I don't know I. I was, I was hesitant to, to kind of pose the question while we're doing the podcast, but I think that's a great idea because now we have this, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of set in stone, not yeah. set in stone. Once it's, it's put in the podcast, it's, it's official. It's put, it's, <laughs> it's put there though, that, you know, we're that we want these people yep. and now we're so accountable. Let's go get them, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's get them out here because I think there's a lot of good ideas and I mean, it's, yeah. it's a progress podcast for a reason. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's such a funny play on words, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, for uh, those of you who don't know, we're all living on Progress Street next year. So if you have any fan mail, <laughs> none of that hate mail stuff, but if you got that fan mail, send it to Progress Street, Blacksburg, Virginia. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I, some of our goals are that, you know, it, it's funny because it did give us a cool name and um, it, it's going to be a very fun time. But also, from a productivity standpoint um, and from just kind of an intentionality standpoint, uh, we're, we have some big goals for what we want to get accomplished here, what we want to get accomplished in the university, uh, in our fraternity, and I think it, it's proud boys. <laughs> and I think it, you know it's there's there's so much good that can come out of it. I think it's a matter of like now we gotta hold ourselves accountable because uh, there's so many benefits to you know living that close together next year. Yeah, I mean this kind of goes into the whole entire topic of just like disconnecting and then just thinking. Um, and discussing and I think yeah. that's exactly what we're practicing when we're out here like none of us are on our phones um, because we're using them but <laughs> yeah none of us are on our phones we're literally just hearing what other people have to say processing and then being able to talk um, our own ideas uh, before we close I do want to like let's just have a quick brainstorm like what are some actionable ways for us to be able to like I guess, thrive in college by limiting our social media use slash like phone usage in general. Mm -hmm. one, one thing for me, I, I remember I, um, 
before I got to college, I wrote myself a letter um, just about like how I wanted to be productive, um, kind of just a letter to hold myself accountable. Uh, I read the letter like like three or four or five weeks ago, something like that. Um, cause I just, it popped up on, in my files as like a quick access thing. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember writing this. One thing that I talked about in it was switch up my work environment. Um, oh yeah, I think uh, by keeping your work environment uh, variable, um, whether it's, you know, you're working, these are gonna all be Virginia Tech specific examples, but working, you know, in the first floor of Newman, working on the drill field, if even, you know, if you got a pull up blanket and, you know, work on the middle of the drill field or on the side, you know, people do that. Um, work, you know, becomes pool, fourth floor Newman, Torg, yeah. wherever you gotta work to, to kind of switch it up on a new classroom sometimes. Um, there's plenty of options there. And I think I do my best work when the environment is changed up enough to where I'm not focusing on the the things that I am used to, the things I'm comfortable with and the expected uh, the expected qualities of that environment. For instance, like if I'm in my dorm, I know for a fact there's a coffee machine right behind me and if I wanna make some coffee and get up and, and spend you know, five, 10 minutes getting coffee and probably then end up playing music while I'm getting coffee and then texting someone while I'm getting, like making my coffee, my Keurig, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, having, uh, yeah, like a JBL or having my PS4, geez, my PS4 right beside me and my TV. Hey, I wonder what, you know, what the game, what the score of the game is, like yeah. turn it on. Um, having all those things that are very predictable around you, uh, can distract you. So that, that's one step I'm trying to take this semester is, is to kind of change up that work environment. I think that's kind of an important thing. Yeah, I'd be interested to experiment with that, but maybe it's just that you need to have a stationary work environment that's more productive. Yeah. Maybe you just need to like have one space where it's literally like, I don't have anything to do here but work. That's Tory yeah. Bridge for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, like, I had a week, a couple of weeks ago where it was just like, so man, so much stuff going on. Five tests, like uh, tons of assignments still, and um, just going there, getting in the right headspace, going in, knowing that like I'm there to do one thing, and that's to do my work and study and process as much information and useful information as possible. Uh, just going there, setting my phone aside. It's it's a quiet place. It's got some ambient lighting, so it's like <laughs> nice. Honestly, like for me, lighting. For whatever reason, I don't know why it yeah. draws you into the to so like obviously we're studying on our laptops mm-hmm. having that like dark lighting mm-hmm. where the only lit up part of the room is your laptop it draws you into your laptop and that really helps me to focus on like the information on the laptop so yeah. I agree like the workspace is huge for me but I think just surrounding myself with like guys like you who realize like what needs to get done while we're here like how, like how we can be most productive while we're here. And I think a big thing for me is I feed off of the people around me. Um, and I think like surrounding myself with like people who are gonna hold me accountable for that and just like have these conversations and to continue to grow and um, get the most out of this experience. So. Yeah, definitely. You turn it, I mean, there's like a famous quote, you turn into like the five people who you spend your most, the most time with. So yeah. that definitely makes sense. Um, and we need to be like mindful and intentional about who we're spending time with and how they're going to affect us. For face sure. To, face-to-face time. With. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's no, like we couldn't get this experience through 
Like, we could FaceTime or whatever, but I don't know. I just feel like it's not the same. No. Because I guarantee you, if we were to have a 30-minute FaceTime call, one of us would have gone on pause to yeah. deal with go something eat food, else. Do yeah, something go eat like, food. Yeah. We'd be on our phones, too. We'd be paused on FaceTime, just yeah. listening to the audio or Snapchatting people back. So That's exactly right. But is that really benefit? Like, no. that's not benefiting, say, it's, like, me on pause. I'm not benefiting y'all by being on pause, but then y'all are so, like, aren't benefiting. I'm not benefiting y'all by, like, not being present, but then also y'all aren't benefiting me because I'm dividing my focus between so many different people. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's as if you were having a conversation in real life with someone, and then all of a sudden they, they were like, hey, Mason, what's up? And they just turned inside. And this were only, you were talking to them, and they were kind of like this. Or, you know, it's like in real life. If you, you know, if you're talking to someone, you ever see them look down at their phone? Oh, yeah. I... It's, it's distracting. Biggest turn-off of a conversation. Yeah. I, 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 really, I'm guilty of it, too, but, like, I've tried to yeah. limit that, but... Yeah. It's the biggest turnoff of any conversation. Yeah. It's like it they can't give you your full attention span mm-hmm. while you're face-to-face because we already have such limited face-to-face interaction. So yeah. they can't even give you that small amount of time to be present with you. Yeah, it makes me feel disrespectful. And yeah. one other thing is like, even when they think it adds to the conversation. Yeah. Like imagine we're talking about like a hike that we went on or whatever. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I want to show you the view. I'm just like, like what? No, like, put your phone away. We, like, I'm like, this is what it's about. It doesn't really matter. Like, that's an off. I'm glad that you experienced that. And, like, I'm sure it's a great picture, but I don't. You're going to spend five minutes searching for it. Yeah, literally. get distracted. And And then whatever I'm going to have to say during those five minutes isn't going to mean anything. Because you're already thinking about, hey, I have to show this picture. Yeah. And I've noticed that, like, a few times. And I'm just like, I was very very guilty of it but i really don't think i'll do that anymore because yeah. i just noticed and i'm just like this is not what it's about a good strategy for on a personal level is to kind of when you take a picture think about okay this picture is for me it's yeah not, it's not for anything else it's for me it's on my it's on my phone i can look at it whenever i want yeah um honestly probably a better idea to <laughs> scroll through your own google photos and, and kind of get thinking about memories being you know thinking about different connections and then, then scrolling through Instagram and looking at pictures of people yeah. on the beach. Like, I mean, yeah. it's better. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. better photos. Yeah. For me recently, I think I've started taking less photos. Like I've started being more present in that moment. And I think like not having that photo, like, yeah, it'd be nice to have like videos of a night out with your boys. Mm-hmm. But I think like for me, like I'll take the next day and like we go to D2 and we reflect <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we reflect as a group and we yeah. talk about our night and we relive it and then like I'll go home and I'll write like stuff that happened like in a journal or in yeah. my notes and like I would yeah. much rather go back to that and you can feel the emotion through those words and through those conversations than you can through some photo or video so I think that's something for me that like I've really started to do more and also yeah. I feel like you <laughs> this kind of seems funny but like you remember moments better than they actually were. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it's a moment that you're going to remember, you remember it as being something so special. Yeah. Like, rather than a picture, it's just like, oh, yeah, like, that was a fun night. But mm-hmm. when it's a memory, it's like, oh, my gosh, that was the best night of my life. Like, yeah. That's kind of how I um, yeah. see it. And I really, like, don't take that many pictures anymore either because it's almost like... Because I feel like you're taking them to show other people. Yeah, and yeah, you, that's what I used to do. I used to take them just so I could show other people, like, yeah. hey, look, this is what I did. Yeah, yeah. and if you Doesn't do matter. take them, it's like, 
why do I have to remember that? I have the picture. Yeah. Like, I can just go and scroll and remember. Yeah. I don't have yeah, to yeah. actually, like, remember what happened. I mean, there's something you said about that, though. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm going to take a little bit of a point of disagreement here. Because yeah, I fine. Think, because I think that, um, yeah, memories are great. Nostalgia is a great thing. Um, I think, you know, that's one of the things we should be taking advantage of. Um, it are pictures that if, if it's used in the right way, it's just like a, yeah. it's just like using social media in a sense where you are not binging, you're using it in moderation and you're using it on your own accord when you want to. And, and it's, that's when it becomes beneficial. I think if we're using pictures, we're taking, I mean, I know I went hiking in the high Sierras in California this summer um, and I wouldn't trade those pictures that I took oh, on the yeah, phone yeah. for yeah. much of anything else. Um, I think, you know, when I'm able to look back and I, I honestly could give uh, you know, I, I don't care, right? <laughs> At all about showing pictures like yeah, that to, to right. anyone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I look through them, you know, I'm, I'm checking them like once a month. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I uh, was able to take these pictures. And the only thing I'm thinking, I'm not thinking about showing them to anyone or how yeah. to post this. Or, I'm only thinking about, hey, what can I do in my life? How can I be motivated so I can get back there? I, That's I'm the only with thing you. I'm my lock screen for like the last year has been of on top of a mountain in Utah that I hiked up um, when I was skiing I hiked up it to ski down like um, this like pretty difficult terrain but I, when I hiked up like just the view was stunning and like yeah, yeah I agree with you I'm taking that picture right yeah. and like I want to remember that because I want to get back there but yeah. you want to see it but I want to see it I don't care there. about showing anyone else it all matters it, it, it is totally this this the idea here is that you don't want to cut anything out completely. It's all about how you use it. Yeah. I mean, technology is a great, beautiful thing. It really is. It's not, it's not a matter of, like, I'm never going to take my phone and throw it in the trash can because there's so many things that I value about it. It's just about using it in the right way. Um, and I think the same goes for taking pictures. I want to quote you uh, on, like, a previous comment. So you said, using social media when you want to. Yeah. But... If we're only using social media when we want to, why are these social media companies hiring attention engineers? Oh, because they're driving, I mean, you know, want is a loose term. You know, you can drive someone's want to, to want to be on social media yeah. for, for three, four hours. I think the one that, that I'm describing there is a, a want to, to be on social media in a moderate uh, effect, in, in a minimalist way where you're like okay i've got i've got 30 minutes i've got 20 minutes to check social media it's 10 p.m i'm about to go to bed um and then you check it that's the type of one i'm envisioning i no. want to check it then um but yeah do i completely i completely agree with that but that's just not how like that takes a lot of maturity to use yeah, it, it in that way Oh, for sure. Like, that's, that's yeah. that is where I want to be. That's because yeah. I do want to be, like, I keep using this word want, but I do want to be on social media. However, I don't want to be addicted to it in the sense that I have to continuously check it to see if I have, like, this form of validation. Like, are people liking my pictures? Are people wanting to follow me? Are people doing all of these like little tricks that the companies are doing to keep keep you like involved, keep you looking? Um, and I think that goes into the point where that's not want anymore. This was designed to capture your attention. I mean, like this is you think you want it. It's it's an addiction. Well, yes, but thinking I want it is not wanting it in my opinion. Like being influenced 
in the sense that they're like tricking me into craving this information is not me wanting to use it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that's the whole point of why they're hiring those attention engineers. That's what we've been talking about this whole time is, you know, we don't, we're, that's the whole reason we're having this conversation. We're sitting here, we're saying we want to do these other things around it. And at the same time, admitting that we're not right now because we, we're, yeah. we are using it in an unhealthy manner. Um, and it speaks to that exact point. Um, you know, I, I, I say, yeah, sure. You know, I want to use social media when I want to. The one that I'm envisioning is someone in the distant future that I'm not at right now. I'm not at that point because, uh, because of the addictive nature. Um, I think we need to change the definition of the word want in terms of social media because it's, it's, it's way different right now. Right. Do we really want? I I would personally love to revisit this topic in a future podcast and see where we're at. Yeah. Compared to to where we are now. Definitely. I feel like this has given a really good base of our thoughts, and hopefully we'll be able to listen, (laughs) um, be able to reflect on this podcast. Because I think just this conversation for me has opened my eyes a little bit into what like steps I need to take to cut back, and I think. Um, hopefully it's done the same for you guys and hopefully in the future we can see the, the progress that we make in terms of <laughs> no pun intended yeah no, that's dope I think this is should be an area that you use the word accountability yeah um, that we hold each other accountable to um, I know at German Club we have like accountability things um, of goals that we want to accomplish and mine has always been time management since they've started um, mm-hmm. and that's definitely something that you can literally always improve on um, and so I think it'd be important that we come back and we discuss. And since this is like the beginning, maybe next time we discuss it, we'll be like, hey, this is how we improved. And these are the results that we found. Hey, like I got off Twitter. It's huge. Like um, that's already been accomplished for me. But I think we all have room to grow in how we use it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. And with that being said, do we want to conclude uh, the podcast? Yeah, I think that was a wrap. I hope we see All right, cool. Well, this has been the Progress Podcast, talking on social media.